0: Week 3 picks for Sunday and Monday. 49ers already getting the week off to a win. And really bad news for Dallas Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs and his injury. All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Big ups to the everydayers. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So uh, we got to start before we make our picks for week three. bit of news here, and uh, the biggest one this week, and now confirmation Friday morning, Matt, that Drayvon Diggs, who was feared to have torn his ACL in practice, one-on-one non-contact drill, Thursday, uh, that has now been confirmed, and Trayvon Diggs out now for the season does have a torn ACL, which is a, a huge blow to what has been the league's best defense for the first two weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, it's huge. Uh, I mean, you lose him in practice. Fortunately, you realized that it wasn't a real strong position a year ago, other than Diggs. So you went out and got Gilmore in the off-season, which is a nice pickup. Their pass rush will make up for it. I mean, it's a great front seven. It's an elite pass rush led by maybe the best offensive player on the planet right now. Um, I don't mean to sound cold. He's a very good player. I've always thought he's a little bit overrated, though. He's kind of the Marcus Peters risk taker, gets beat a lot, but takes the ball away a lot guy, you know, which shows up on Sports Center all the time, but you don't always see the downs, too. But a really good player and a big loss.
0: He's, he's gotten better since his... First year especially he was really getting beat a lot and he's kind of gotten yeah, yeah. He's, he's kept making big plays and, and, and limited the bad plays but he still has that uh you know that mentality as a cornerback they added Noah Igbenagini, uh from the Miami sure. Dolphins it was kind of you know a disappointing first round player for the Dolphins um Eric Scott was a sixth round rookie corner for the dallas cowboys so um you know uh, i'm trying to think of who else is on the uh jordan lewis is on that team you yeah know. okay yeah um i don't know if they need to go out of the organization to try to do something here just knowing that th- for this year they need a, a rental player that the trayvon Diggs is out for the year it would probably help to make sure with stefan gilmore you know who's who's not the youngest guy in the world that they do have some more depth um, because it's not, you know, it's it's not a huge names, a huge list of names there as the number three corners that are going to jump in and start for Trayvon Diggs. So definitely something to look out for, and maybe uh, maybe that would be a market that the Dallas Cowboys are looking at uh, before the trade deadline this year.
1: And and I don't know those names of who are attainable via trade. I mean, do the Cardinals, to the the Bears, those type of teams have a corner that could be on the market or someone with an expiring contract? But what I do know is you really don't want to be shopping for offensive tackles or corners once the season starts. <laughs> you
0: it's, it's difficult. You're, you're yeah. going to have to find a team. like Nobody that's trying to win any sort of games is going to give up those types of positions. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are some teams that have some extra players in certain spots, but it's it's going to be tough to find a team that's ready to say, oh, okay, cool, we're going to trade a starting caliber corner in week three.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, in, unless it's an expiring contract on a team that doesn't plan on resigning and you might have to pay a lot for even those guys. But, but I think that, You
0: can't, they can't overcome it though. I think that's the point yeah, of this yeah, me is, too. you know, they've got the pass rush that can make things a little bit easier on the back end. It does hurt you never want to use, lose one of your best players, but you know, this this happens to just about every team in the NFL every single year. You you lose starting caliber players uh and you need depth on your football team coming into to every season. Yeah,
1: you yeah. do. Yeah.
0: It is unfortunate that it's not the type of injury where they're like, okay, we can hang on and then we'll get him back in December or something like that and get him back for the playoffs. It's you know, that's that's not yeah. gonna be something that happens for for Trevon Diggs.
1: I mean, maybe even Jalen Ramsey comes back, you know. I mean, like right. this one's yeah. not happening, you know. And you lost him in a practice. Ugh.
0: Yeah, non-contact too. And that's that's usually the indicator. So, like, oh gosh, okay. Not good. San Francisco 49ers, speaking of good defenses, yeah. uh made it look pretty easy in the second half especially against the New York Giants it was a 30 to 12 final Niners now 3 and 0 winning on Thursday night against the one and two New York Giants was there any big takeaways from you from this Thursday nighter anything that surprised you anything uh, that that you saw out there Thursday night Matt that um, that you think is worthy of of bringing up here because i think you know it was a 10 point line for a reason everyone expected the 49ers mm-hmm. to win and they did handle their business
1: I mean, it was close in the first half and then the second half pretty much went as expected. More Kittle than usual, maybe a little more Debo than usual. No Iuke, that didn't slow them down one bit. You, you you threw that out there yesterday or I forget what day it was that, you know, maybe McCaffrey after 100% um, uh, you know, uh, snap share would play a little less. And we did see some Mitchell, but they're really good. <laughs> you know, I mean, both sides of the ball were pretty darn good and I think the Giants are in big trouble
0: it's funny because they did work in uh, Elijah Mitchell a lot at running back and a couple of garbage time carries for Jordan Mason but they ran so many plays on offense that McCaffrey still got 23 touches 18 (laughs) carries and and five more receptions and was looking like his normal self and he's he's such a good player Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to go away from him and they were killing the Giants early uh, on the ground too because the Giants were just blitzing like crazy at Brock Purdy in fact 85% Eighty-five percent blitz rate on dropbacks in that game against Brock Purdy. I didn't so, realize it was that high, but that yeah, up, look, that's man. Wow. that's Don Martindale's scheme. He's going to come after you. But this, especially in the uh, the NFL uh, stat, ca- uh, the the next gen stats era, that is the highest blitz percentage on dropbacks in the entire in for any team any week in the next gen stats era, and that goes back. I don't know wow. how many years that goes back, but a handful. I mean, of it's years. pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, they were coming after him, and uh, that he threw a couple of uh, you know interceptable passes maybe early in that game, and they kept coming after him. I mean, it was a zero blitz on the very first play of the game, uh, but he weathered that storm. And then second quarter is kind of when the Niners started to get it going on the ground, and then they got it going in the air as well, and you know big plays, broken sixteen forced broken tackles by the 49ers. So I don't know if that's no. the New York Giants defense or if that's just what happens when you go against Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. And, uh, you know, Debo ended up being the the big winner. I had a feeling it was going to be a big Debo game with, you know, potentially trying to lessen the uh, the McCaffrey usage and then Brandon Ayuk being out. And, yeah, six catches for 129 and a touchdown for, for Debo Samuel in that one. And Brock Purdy's first career 300-yard passing day.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Um, last Giants notes, I mean, they played this game without their two best offensive players, Thomas and Saquon. And it sounds like some gamesmanship, but this morning when I woke up, it said, Saquon has a high ankle sprain. You know, going into this game, it's like, that's a low ankle sprain. I might play. I don't think it changed in the last two days. So he could be out for a while.
0: Yeah, high ankle is the one you do not want. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's good. It's basically, a, it's closer to a broken lower leg than it is a, a, a lower regular old ankle sprain.
1: Yeah, I so, think I've had, dude. Do, I've done the both ankles, and it's basically those two bones just like pulling apart. Ugh. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah it's not so good. So uh,
0: that's that's gonna be more than even a couple of weeks if it's a high ankle sprain for Saquon yeah. Barkley. And uh, they th- this team looks like a team that was not as good as their record last year.
1: Not close. Yeah, right. I, I don't think they're close. Like Washington's much better than them, and you know it's, they're not even a tier two team. Actually, it's kind of a segue. There is some. It's not a great slate of games this week, but there is some fun tier two nfc games you know like the the lions saints packers falcons neighborhood and the giants aren't in that neighborhood
0: i don't think they are right now they don't look good yeah. their wide receiver group is one of the most what what the kids would call mid these days uh, <laughs> it's it's like it's the most amazing collection of of like number three wide receivers i've ever seen and they're, they're, all, they're like them all in yeah. it's yeah. like wait hey, who is this again okay that was slayton oh here's wandale oh, Jalen Hyatt's kind of in the game for a second. He's your only Mm -hmm. big play guy with speed. He needs to be on the field more, in my opinion, at least to to clear things out and keep teams honest because they weren't making any big plays at all on offense. And you just look at this group and you're like, who do you even, like, where's the, the dynamism without Saquon Barkley? It doesn't exist for you.
1: Like they all have the same grade on them, you know. If they were if we right, played yeah. Madden, they would all be the same grade. They're we're all seventy-five. Like yeah. yeah, right, 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 right. are all Sterling Shepard. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're all <laughs> they're, they're all different, but they're just you know they they, they need more dynamism on offense for sure. The there that that rosters is not an, is not quite as good as I think um, people expected the Giants to be based on what they did last year, which tells tells a lot about Brian Dable as a coach. Getting more and out. they
1: have. O-line issues to go on top of it.
0: Right. Know, and yeah, on top, top of it. Yeah, does not help. Yeah, they're in trouble. As expected, 49ers did win on Thursday night. They're now 3-0 and in a great position here after three weeks. The Los Angeles Rams finally found a taker after, what, how many months? 16 months worth of uh talking about maybe trading Cam Akers. He is now a Minnesota Viking, and we will continue to make our the rest of our picks for week three now. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by the Game Time app. If you're buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful. So, with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater, NFL games, college football games—you name it. Game Time has those tickets and the best price guarantee forget planning months in advance game time has deals right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football and comedy and theater and you get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive and then you can buy those tickets in a matter of seconds and they're right on the app so you don't have to dig through your email to find where your tickets are for that event so download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for twenty dollars off your first purchase Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode of p is also brought to you by our newest sponsor, DoorDash. You love the convenience of getting what you want right when you want it right to your door, right? So with DoorDash Grocery Delivery... You can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. Uh, if you need fresh groceries for the week but don't have the time to get to the grocery store, try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. Uh, you'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. Uh, sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Easy substitutions right in the app. best in class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want them. And... For our listeners, get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply, that's 50% off, up to $20, uh, no min subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So uh, let's start making our picks here with right. uh, with the Los Angeles Rams, since the Ra- Los Angeles Rams made a little bit of a, a trade here, and it's clearly the Kyron Williams era in the backfield now for those Los Angeles Rams, who are gonna be we're gonna be going backwards a little bit here, as it's the last game of the of the week on Monday night. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams at one and one are traveling to the Cincinnati Bengals, and this is a really interesting game here. Uh, Bengals are favored by three points at home. I want to first start with the with the trade though. Of, of cam Akers and it's such a weird trade because of what was given up and it's also been just the most odd saga ever because they did this exact same thing the exact same time last season but cam Akers ended up staying with the team because they couldn't find any takers <laughs> and And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well I guess never mind. Just kidding. Cam Akers is our starter. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, never mind. Week two, no, he's not our starter actually. And you know what? We're going to try this all again and try to trade him. And usually when you announce that you're trying to trade a player, you're not going to get anything back. And they really didn't get anything back for him. They got nothing for him. Like there is there no goodwill to just let the guy be a free agent? Did did he prefer to be traded and and not be cut and and sign with whatever team he chooses? because this is literally Matt, the least amount you can get for a player in the NFL <laughs> yeah. because you can only trade uh picks, you know, a certain amount of seasons into the future. And so now that we started the 2023 season, 2026 picks can now be traded. So the Rams sent cam makers to the Minnesota Vikings for a swap of 2026 draft picks. And those draft picks are a swap of sixth and seventh round picks. So, in 2026, Matt, three years from now, the Minnesota Vi- or the the Los Angeles Rams will go from round seven to round six in that draft. You cannot get less in a trade than what the Minnesota Vikings gave up for Cam Akers. So, like at, th- at that point, it's like just cut the guy.
1: That's like getting a penny for so you know, like you put something on eBay and somebody buys it for a cent. You know? Yeah. It's we're, we're, one of those things. <laughs> that's, well,
0: if you don't pay something for it, you won't respect this thing. You might, you know, you, you might throw it away. So uh, maybe that's the thought here. It's like, you have to give us something, whatever the least amount possible that you can trade is, which is a seventh round draft pick and get a sixth back. uh, That's what we're going to trade for, for cam makers. So clearly, you know, th- there wasn't a lot of need for him around the league. Um, For the Rams, he didn't even suit up last week, so I don't think it changes what we saw. And and frankly, Kyron Williams was outplaying him anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we'll get to the Vikings, but their run game's non-existent. So, hey, bring in somebody else. I mean, give a shot. I don't think Madison's a one. But this game, this will be the last game of of the the slate. It's the last of two Monday nighters again. I don't love the double Monday night thing, but hey, so be it. Um, I'm going to take the Rams and definitely take the points in Cincy. But Monday, if it comes out that Burrow's definitely playing and practicing in full, I might change that. But I mean, I'm assuming if he plays, he's going to look like he did the first two weeks, which to me, the Rams didn't have the better offense.
0: And the 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 Bengals don't have a backup quarterback situation either because it's
1: brutal. Yeah,
0: yeah, and they, um, I believe it was, I don't have it in front of me right now. I it was his
1: name, but yeah.
0: Uh, somebody got claimed, and so uh, they, uh, they're they've been calling teams about uh, quarterbacks and, and potentially trading for a guy uh, for for a backup quarterback. Um, they've they've got Jake Browning, but it was Browning, uh, uh, Will Greer. Will Greer was the one who was the other quarterback who just got snagged by somebody from the from the practice squad too. So he got signed up, and so um, if they good, if though. if Joe Burrow can't play, they have one quarterback right now. So if that oh, guy gets to okay. see what it looked like with the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. So uh they they're trying to find a number 3 guy. We'll see if they find that player. But yeah, I just I don't like what I've seen from that team and when Joe, Joe Burrow had played, it hadn't looked good. Mm-mm. Favored by 3, they are they are at home which which helps, but it's not like a It's not like a morning 10 a.m. game for the West Coast Rams either. You know, it's a prime time game for them. They're playing at 5 p.m. So they'll be feeling good. Their body clocks won't be super off. Um, I kind of want to take the points here because the Rams have been much more competitive than I thought they were going to be this year.
1: Yeah. And they're pretty healthy and looks like they have receivers. And okay. You know, Stafford's playing great. Not Good an Burrow. easy place to
0: play, but yeah. Good Burrow, and I'm giving up more than three points. But just the, the whole question around the quarterback right now is like, yeah, you know, give me some points because this this is just an ugly situation right now in Cincinnati.
1: I mean, the Rams should be favored if Browning starts.
0: Yes. And th- still roster-wise, even with Browning, the Bengals are kind of better top to bottom. But the important mm-hmm. thing is that Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford together keep them in, in football games. So, uh, and that's what we've seen so far in the first two weeks of the season for the Rams. So that's why, um, yeah, the, that, the quarterback, that's a big deal for the, for the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Should we go to the Vikings next? Because sure, that's a fun uh, game. And I lost where the Vikings are here. Where are the Vikings? There chargers
1: are at Vikes. Last I saw okay. was a one point spread. Minnesota was favored.
0: Yes. At home, Minnesota favored by one here. And uh, actually, Oh yeah, we were, so uh, I don't know if the Cam makers thing. I forgot. We made this pick already for our oh, uh, right, right, right. Right. And I did have the chargers and I was taking the one point. And I believe you had Minnesota. Is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think the chargers D is terrible. And I just don't trust this team on the road right now. Coaching wise, all that stuff
0: is as it pertains specifically to the Vikings and their run game. Does Cam makers do anything for you for that Vikings run game? Because, uh, to me, just based on what they gave up, I. I just think he's a depth piece. It probably has more to do with Ty Chandler, maybe. And Ty Chandler had more juice, I thought, than, than Madison at times and thought he should have been worked in, and, and he wasn't really getting worked in. And, you know, I wasn't really bullish on Madison because he didn't seem like a true one back, and he's a good player, he's a good passing down back, but he clearly lacks a little bit of juice there. Um, so I don't think Akers really does anything. It's almost like the the Giants wide receiver situation you know what I mean? It's like, right, right, right. They're well, all kind of don't have like a one, so you got a bunch of backup running backs and now you add another one fine. So I, I just based on what they gave up, I think it was just like, ah, this is basically free. We'll we'll see what Cam looks like. Maybe he does have some juice and can help us out a little bit, but uh, to me it doesn't really change anything for me with the, with the Vikings. But uh so far the Chargers have been a team that you can uh, that you can score against.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's my thought on the running back situation too. Like I thought Madison was a backup all along. Like, I didn't draft him anywhere in fantasy. But one of my favorite late, late round picks was Ty Chandler. Now I'm cutting him, though, you know.
0: And by the way, the Dallas Cowboys favored big 12 and a half points. Uh, that was part of our our uh, six-pack on yesterday's mm-hmm. program as well. So I don't know if that changes anything for you with Trevon Diggs, Matt. Does that change? No, no. You're both, we're both willing to give up the 12 and a half against the Arizona Cardinals this week.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Uh, By the way, uh, Buffalo, Washington, Chicago, KC. A lot of weird stuff going on in Chicago as well. Uh, Denver, Miami, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas. Those are all part of our our six pack. If you want to hear us make those picks, you can go to uh, yesterday's show. And we will finish up this program, making the rest of the picks for Sunday and Monday in week three next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's some of the most fun you will have. And potentially winning up to twenty-five times your money this football season. Playing daily fantasy sports, you can turn ten bucks into two hundred and fifty bucks with just a few taps. Make your picks and submit that entry in less than sixty seconds, and it's super fun uh, to follow along with your picks each day. And, and I got—I was kind of looking at the passing yardage here on Prize Picks for this weekend's games. I kind of like the more than on Jordan Love's two hundred and eleven point five passing yards against the New Orleans Saints. How about this one with Zach Wilson? The, the less than 180.5 passing yards. And I've got Ooh. a little nugget here in a second on why Zach Wilson might need to be faded against the New England Patriots. Sam Howell. I'm in on Sam Howell and that Washington me team too. right now, Matt. They're going the opposite direction of the New York Giants. 220.5 passing yards. Give me the more than. I think we might have a little bit of a shootout with the, uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Could be a fun game this weekend. So play prize picks. Win up to 25 times your money playing daily fantasy. Go to locked on, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL or download the app and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match. Up to 100 dollars That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code locked on NFL at pricepicks deposit match up to 100 dollars Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So the major news out of the way here, let's get back into pick mode, Matt. Excuse me. And we have the Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns, one and one Titans, one and one Browns, Cleveland favored by three and a half without Nick Chubb at home.
1: This is going to be a slobber knocker. I mean, nobody's I'm, I'm coming to the conclusion. No one's running on the Titans, but you can throw. Well, they don't have Nick Chubb and Watson's been flat out bad. I mean, the more I study him, I'm incredibly worried but i also think the browns d could be a top five unit this year and i really like their front and i think the titans might have the worst o-line in the league so three and a half i'm taking it i mean i'm looking at an over under 39 and a half i think maybe the over under should be 30 i mean like i, I just think this Can is be like be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so if it's low scoring that type of game i'll definitely take the points
0: yeah, I'll take the points. Don't like what's going on in Cleveland. I I, I was gonna say most of the same stuff about a low-scoring game. So give me three and a half. Someone's gonna win this one by a field goal. So you're you're winning. Um, and uh, the the all the people that that spent all their budget and their waiver priority on either Ford or Kareem Hunt, this might not this it might not look great for you after this week. So if you had, I might trade Jerome Ford right now. Uh, his value is really high in fantasy leagues.
1: Yeah, while you can.
0: I mean, yeah. he's not going to give you that Chubb output. And he had a really nice big run that made his output after Chubb went out look better last week than it was. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and he's a good player. And, you know, he if you're, if he's a nice player to have on your roster um, and potentially start many games for you in your fantasy leagues. But if I'm just looking at total value, how that could turn out, and uh, Cream Hunt there as well, I might try to see if someone would give you an offer for Ford. maybe someone that lost Nick Chubb or something like that.
1: I can see the Browns playing a lot of low-scoring games, to be honest with you.
0: The Atlanta Falcons at the Detroit Lions. The 2-0 and o Falcons, met against the 1-1 one and one Lions. Detroit favored by three at home. Who you got?
1: Yeah, I mentioned that, that we got a, what is it, Saints-Packers matchup and Falcons-Lions matchup, and we had Atlanta-Green Bay last week. I'm really in on all these teams. I mean, this is my tier two NFC battle. I think a lot of these things could have a lot to do with playoff seedings when it's all said and done. I like where all those teams are at. Um, is Atlanta ready to go on the road and dominate the trenches and run the ball and run the ball and run the ball? And I think the answer might be yes. I, I, I'm going to take the Falcons and the points here. I think these teams are very evenly matched.
0: I'm going to go the other way in this one. Uh, okay. that, they, they They needed – they needed some um they needed some good fortune to beat the Packers last week. And I think Detroit at home is is gonna be a little bit too difficult for the Falcons. And three points is is not bad. And I think if it wasn't for the win last week for the Falcons, this would be more like six points or, you know, four and a half points or something like that. Uh so I think you're getting, I, I don't think this is A true indicator of where the Falcons are right now as a team, and they they'll they'll be in this thing, I think. But I just I think the Lions are a better football team, and uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give up the points and take the home Detroit Lions by more than a field goal.
1: I can see this being a sneaky over. Like I think golf throws on these guys, and maybe some big plays by Bijan and. Maybe even Pitts. I mean, I, I, I'm i ready to be done with him in fantasy. It's making me crazy. But anyway. <laughs> the, but
0: that's kind of the problem is, like, okay, I, the Falcons run the ball, but if it gets into a shootout, the Falcons don't win that game, I don't think.
1: Yeah, agreed, don't agreed. Yeah. But I'll take the points on the road. I think it's a so, close yeah, game.
0: Falcons on the road, stay in front of the sticks. That's, that's kind of got to be the game plan there. So if it does go over, it's Lions. If it goes under, I think it's a Falcons type of game.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it.
0: How about those New Orleans Saints? You just mentioned Saints-Packers. The 2-0 yeah. Saints at the 1-1 and Packers. Green Bay at home, favored by 1.5. I'm
1: really impressed with the Saints defense. I mean, they're big. They're physical. Guys like Lattimore are playing really well. Demario Davis. I think we're it's going to be a Kendra Miller type of day. Um, but I like Green Bay, too. I picked them to win the division. I think they're in a good spot. Again, these are my two favorite games. That again, I think we're going to have a lot of ramifications. So I want the points again. I think all four of these teams are very equal. I'm going to take the points in both games. I think the Saints will be able to run the ball well and play tough defense.
0: I am going to take the home team with both of these and give up the points with both. And it's only one and a half in this one. Um, I've really liked what I've seen from the Packers. Matt LaFleur is such a, a good football coach and yeah, he really is uh, and the, the packers are going to be okay with jordan love i don't know what his mm-hmm. end you know wh- what kind of player he's going to ultimately be when we look back on his career or anything but uh, he's passed a lot of early tests for me christian watson maybe they get him back out i don't think the door's been closed yet on him for week three as well which will add you know a little bit more of a uh of a threat a big play threat there for the uh for the team Aaron Jones as well, and I think, is in a similar spot right now, so that would probably tilt things a certain direction. But, um, give me the Packers, I like the Packers here.
1: Sneakily, Green Bay's been like a top three offense this year. I mean, they're doing good things on that side of the ball,
0: yeah. They have first rounders all over the place on defense, too. And, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm yeah. intrigued, definitely intrigued. And they blew it, I think. We'd be pack- talking about the Packers differently. They they blew that game last week, in my they opinion. Did. Falcons. They did, and, they did, they uh, did. It was one one Falcons, two and no oh Packers. I think both those lines would be very different. We've got the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Here's a real quick stat for you before we make the picks. And I don't know if this will change your opinion on this game. Zach Wilson's career versus the New England Patriots. You could probably guess it was not great. I would bet. 50.9 completion percentage, two touchdowns to seven interceptions and looking at pro football focus grade in those games for Zach Wilson, 35.8 out of a hundred. So um, not high-level stuff for Zach Wilson in his career versus the Patriots. Can he flip the script this week, Matt?
1: So you said those stats. Is that better or worse than his average game as a pro? <laughs> I mean, that's how bad he is. <laughs> is that good or bad for him? You know? I
0: think it's below average even for him. Even I think for so. him, okay. Uh, he's had worse games than that, you know, Um, but it hasn't fared well for the Patriots. Patriots favored on the road, by the way, though. Minus two and a half like that. That's a teaser that makes me want to take the home dog, Matt. I want you to talk me into Zach Wilson playing well in this game, or at least just handing it off 40 times.
1: See, I think that's the difference is when the Jets played Dallas, they couldn't hand it off 40 times where in this game, I think they can hand it off 40 times. Keep it close. Of course, I like Mac Jones more than Zach Wilson, but I think these are two excellent, excellent defenses. This looks like another under game, even though it's not a high number. And I'll take the points at home.
0: I don't think it's going to be big passing yard totals for no. Zach Wilson, but I, I'm with you, man. I'm going to take the points here. Home Agreed. dog. Let's go. Yep, yep, yep. Low scoring. The over-under is the lowest of the week, by the way, 36. That's
1: short. Sure I mean, I really like these defenses.
0: It's even lower than that Titans-Browns game.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: We've got the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, and two Texans look like one of the bottom four teams in the NFL right now. And which shouldn't be super surprising, but man, I got to say CJ Stroud, uh, they, they, they might've found their guy. Like, so I'm kind of torn on this. If CJ Stroud's a star, then they're fine, but they gave up. I cannot believe they gave up their first round pick in the upcoming draft. It could be the Caleb Williams lottery ticket, right? Whether you're going to trade it or, or keep that pick and draft a quarterback. Um, the, that's an interesting one so cj stroud better be a star because otherwise it's going to look really strange but overall still they're not a team that's ready to go win a whole bunch of games that's why the Jacksonville jaguars at home matter favored by eight points
1: yeah and that's why you know what you're saying about houston i really feel strongly that the cardinals and bears are going to have like four of the first five picks in the draft um houston's bad but i don't think stroud's bad In a dynasty league just yesterday, I traded quite a bit for Nico Collins. I kind of have a crush on him all of a sudden. Okay. But Yeah, yeah. I think he's legit. Um, This Jags offense is really interesting to me. Like, statistically, it's been really bad. But they've had a ton of drops, untimely penalties, weird things have happened to them. Like, I think this is a perfect get-right game for Lawrence to just Put up huge points in fantasy and and light these guys up. I'm I'm laying the number. I'll take the Jags minus eight and a half.
0: I hate this one because it's uh it's it's so many points. And by the way, all yeah. of our lines here are, are come from the folks at FanDuel. Um it's so many points. Division opponents, familiar. I think there could be some ugliness to this game. Uh, clearly I, I would pick the jaguars straight up eight points i don't love but i think i'll have to give up those eight points here and think the jags can win by a couple of scores because they're just a better football team and yeah uh, nico collins averaging 113 yards per game receiving right now by the way
1: i know i know he's passing I mean, the eyeball yeah. test for me
0: it's what you want you want a team that's throwing a lot because they're behind and that the quarterback is looking for that specific receiver and nico yeah. collins has that right now
1: he looks like a prototypical ex big physical guy
0: yep uh the new uh the indianapolis colts at the baltimore ravens ravens favored by eight at home in this one i don't think we're getting richardson so
1: when we started recording this i got a blurb that he didn't practice friday and that's almost impossible for him to get out of the concussion protocol mm-hmm. but Minshew's good you know Minshew will move the ball and kind it's, of like we were talking about
0: with good it just makes it – it looks so much different, right, the offense with Minshew versus Richardson. But just at their stage in their careers, I don't know if it really changes things as far as the line would go. I think yeah, right. favored either way. It's not like if, if Richardson was playing, all of a sudden Baltimore would only be favored by three or something.
1: Agreed. It's not like – it's certainly not like the Bengals situation, you know, I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of losing your starter – hate the number i mean i like how the ravens offense is shaping up but i still have questions about their defense i don't know that they win by more than a touchdown i think they win by five six seven not eight
0: yeah this has the makings of an under game win by a couple field goals maybe so i'll take the points but i hate the i hate the number on these last two games for sure
1: yeah backdoor cover minchu hits Pittman mm-hmm. when there's nothing left on the clock type of thing or you know
0: 0-2 oh Panthers at the 1-1 one one Seahawks. Seattle at home, favored by five and a half.
1: I think they roll them. I'm really down on Carolina. Um, Bryce Young's not going to play, which might actually make them a better football team in terms of the line with Andy Dalton. Uh, he got beat up bad by the Saints this past week. And I think Seattle is a good football team. They're one of those Tier 2 NFC teams where the Panthers are a bottom feeder. I mean, and playing in Seattle's no fun.
0: You know, growing pains for a rookie quarterback is one thing, but when you're like 5'9, 190 pounds or whatever, uh, Bryce Young is, and you start getting beat up, that, that's where you start to get a little bit worried. Like long term, it's like, well, that's that's the thing. That's why you don't want a, a small quarterback. You know, can, can does he have the physicality to hold up in the NFL? Um, I hope staff. this isn't in
1: bad taste, but watching him versus that big physical Saint defense, I wanted to call like child services. <laughs>
0: I mean he's well, just I a mean, little he, dude
1: getting beat up by Cam Jordan and DeMario Davis like oh man
0: it, and it doesn't mean you can't play that's not it I know but right, just, right. Just from a viewing standpoint maybe we're making too big of a deal of it but just from a viewing standpoint when you see him it's shocking almost every te- every single time even though you know like even you, see you know there, like, he looks so small you just like don't shrink him our whole life we're used to seeing the big strapping quarterbacks and even the small ones are still six one, right? Brock Purdy looks small. He's six, one you know, one of Brock Purdy's legs weighs as much as, as Bryce young does. And he's not I mean, a big quarterback by any means.
1: Like He looks so. smaller than Doug Flutie growing up. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. and maybe just cause everyone's bigger and faster now. Like I just keep looking at him. Like they're just going to throw him. I'm like, he looks like a kid.
0: Uh, Seattle. I'm going to, I'm going to give up the points as yeah, well. I feel good about that think, one. So I think you're right. Like, a veteran quarterback that started a lot of NFL games, I don't think that should move the line. And I think it actually did move the line a little bit in Seattle's favor. Mm-hmm. They
1: might be a better chance of winning with Dalton. I mean, it's not the best thing for the team, but it's, right. I mean, you
0: know, he's not and, bad. And uh, Bryce Young's shown some signs. Like I, I like what I was like, there's nothing as far as his play. I'm not, I'm not worried about what I've seen from him at all. It's just that, you know, can he hold mm-hmm. up? Be the big can question. that was kind of always the question with him. Oh my gosh. Uh we are I just the bears we, we can't even start with the Bears stuff. I don't even know where to begin when he they were part of our our Thursday uh six pack of picks and we're going to have to have the some defensive bears coordinator like, quit. I think next yeah the, there's so much and the the comments from from Justin Fields uh the, right, the right. we'll see what it looks like against the Chiefs we're going to have to have some conversations about the bears I think and push that off to next week cuz we don't have time cuz we got to finish our picks here for this week. I would pick the
1: Cardinals against the Bears straight up right now. I just think they're in an awful you know, place. And we'll talk Bears next week. But, boy, they are they might be the worst team in the league.
0: I would take the Bears over the Cardinals this week. Okay. There's a little I, – I liked – Fields just might run like crazy. I liked how irritated Fields was. Screw you it. Know, I'm just going to do know, what I like, want. You know yeah. what? I'll do it. Do you remember the movie Major League? Oh, yeah. And Pedro Serrano at the end says – you, Joe Boo. F.U. Joe Boo. I'll do it myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, right, right. <laughs> no. Then he can hit a curveball. That's right. the Fields. Yeah. Uh, all right, the last game we're going to get into and make our picks again. Uh, if you missed yesterday's show, uh, we did a, a half dozen, our six packet, like we do every uh, Thursday, including Steelers, Raiders, Cowboys, Cardinals, and and Bears, Chiefs, and some of the games uh, here at the uh, in the afternoon slate and the evening slate. Let's go to Monday and finish it up with the Eagles at the Bucks, Matt. The two and Eagles, two and Bucks. This is playoff implications in Week Three, Matt.
1: Yeah, and. I give the Bucs credit. I mean, I should know his name, but their new offensive coordinator is doing good work. And Baker looks comfortable. Evans and Godwin are really good receivers. And their line hasn't been awful. They got some star power on defense. At home, I don't don't think the Eagles have quite clicked yet. I mean, they're still really good, but I think there's more in front of them. I think I'll still take Philly, but I... 5 sounds right. I'm not touching it.
0: So Dave Canales, uh yes, he was there we go. as I believe how you pronounce it, he came over from Seattle. He was a, an assistant coach for the Seahawks for over a decade, 2010 to 2012. Um so yeah, maybe he's maybe he's the new bright young up and comer. Obviously did great work with uh, Gino Smith there in Seattle as the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As far as this game goes, with the Bucks and Philly favored by five on the road, uh, and and Philly has come away with two wins and not looked amazing in the first two weeks. Right, right. So this is the time of year you want the Eagles, right now. Um, I, I wish the I wish this was a different number because it would make it a lot easier. Those stinking, uh, those stinking folks at Fanduel uh, are good at when. Yeah, win. they know what
1: they're doing over there, <laughs> making life tough on us.
0: This could be a fun
1: uh, telling game, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, way. Like, the the right. right. there's no way I would pick the Bucks to beat the Eagles right now, but I kind of want to take the home dog points here and, and, and go Eagles by three. So,
1: yeah, give me the points. Let's go. So I brought it up a few times about this tier two, you know, um, NFC side, and I still think the Eagles are tier one. Could the Bucks be a tier two team if they can hang in this game?
0: I mean, the Bucks deserve to be in the conversation with Saints and Falcons, for sure. You think so? so? Yeah. I'm a, I'm, the Bucks belong in.
1: Yeah, I'm torn if they do or not.
0: But I, I I do kind of think the Saints, Falcons, and Bucks deserve to be in the same bucket, and I do think it's just slightly below some of the other teams you're talking about in that tier.
1: Like the Lions and Packers? And yes, I would put okay, Lions Seattle Packers or... both
0: ahead of them. And, and Seattle, even in though we Seattle. haven't seen them at their best yet this season. Okay, that's fair. But that, I mean, th- those are the teams. Like, we're, 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 you got to get these early season wins because they count just like the wins in December for that seeding in the uh, in the playoff picture in the NFC. So this is, mm-hmm. that'll be a fun one on Monday night.
1: I think there's a lot of momentum with that group though, that tier two NFC group.
0: Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Those are the picks. Let us know what you think about those picks. And if you have any questions that bounce around your noggin while you're watching football this weekend, hit us up at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL for next week's mailbag or drop a comment and question on YouTube. Subscribe up there on YouTube or everywhere you get your podcasts. Matt and I back to break it all down Monday. Right here, Peacock and Williamson.